Konnichiwa, everybody. I'm Bird. I'm actually filling in in the DM chair again this week. Welcome to the Roll for Weeb Network. We're doing 13 Yokai Gaiden today. Uh, joining me are Mitch. Konnichiwa, everybody. Hi. Um, I am playing the um, bard of this evening, the changeling bard, ugly named uh, Mitch. Uh, Mitch de la We are joined by Digi, who returns. Howdy, I'm playing Bill, who is a bird, but not to be confused with the bird who is running the game. And, for the first time on a 13 Yokai show, welcome to the show, Zoe. Hello everyone, my name is Zoe, and I'll be playing the Desperado Gunslinger, Varg Dervall. Ah, <sighs> good to have everyone here. Welcome to the show, Zoe. You, uh... To our viewers, Zoe's actually going to be joining Mainline 13 Yokai as well, so uh, we're happy to have him on the show, and without further ado, let's get into the setting. Yeah. Masa, you remember only the thrill of victory and a fade to white. You wake in an unfamiliar place, if it could be called a place at all. The floor beneath you, floor, ground, it's unclear, feels like thin white sand that you pick up and it just barely drifts away. You see brilliant, almost blinding white. The temperature is impossible to decipher. Your sword sits far away. Ah. Uh, you can see it, but only barely. You gradually open your eyes, and you see a white sky and the edges of pristine ancient Edorian buildings. Edori's buildings. You do not recognize the place, but it feels somehow familiar. What are you doing? Uh, God, where am I? Uh, and Masa opens up his eyes, and he slowly sits up, and he just looks around, and he just has the most done-with-life look on his face. You know, he, fi he finally got done what he wanted to do. All this time, you know, his mission in life is done, and now he's in a new strange place and he is completely confused on what's going on the adrenaline in your, in your veins has run sour and your sword sits anchored into the ground up quite a distance away you do not feel the pain of the wounds you suffered during your fight with mana surak is nowhere in sight you are in all accounts alone the silence is impossible and deafening. Gradually, as your eyes adjust to the brightness, you see a hazy, almost swirling silhouette at your blade. Not anyone physically there, but it's, it's almost like the heat distortion of someone that should be there. And he slowly gets up to his feet. He stumbles over to the blade he reaches up and he picks up the blade like he does, like he's done 
hundreds, if not thousands of times. And he grabs it, inspects it, flicks a little bit of whatever dirt and debris is on it, and slowly begins to sheath the blade back into the, the sheath that it came with. As you pull it free from the ground, you hear a voice that you have only heard in dreams up until this point. You are far, far from home, Masahara. And with that, we're going to transition to the party, currently sitting around a campfire that Surak is kicking dirt over after you've put it out. Uh, why don't we go ahead and describe our characters, starting with Digi. So, Bill, uh, his feather coloration is kind of like in between like a burnt orange and reddish hue. And he's got, you know, a deep orange beak. Uh, he's just wearing some standard armor, if I can just pull up the sheet and see what kind it was. Why is this giving me so much trouble? I'm sorry. I'm presuming it was leather, given that you, you're a druid, yeah. correct? Yeah. Druid. Yeah. Druids get leather. They don't They don't wear metal. metal. So yeah, he's got some like standard leather belted on. Not quite to the Final Fantasy level. Mitch, why don't you go ahead and describe your character? Okay. So, uh, Mitch, is your uh, stereotypical um, failing? Um, very pale... Uh, snow white skin um, the little black accents around his eyes um, kind of making like the, the pure white of his eyes kind of pop a little bit um, he has um, long, or his long white hair tied into a ponytail uh, and he's currently wearing uh, I believe it's chain shirts um, on his hip is a rapier and a whip and he is currently uh, fiddling with his loot that he uh, carries with him. All right, so go ahead and describe your character. is a six-foot-tall man. Uh, he's pretty muscular. Um, he's got reddish-brown hair, very long. Uh, it's braided in the back. Um, he wears his eye patch over his left eye. Um, these are uh, his battle wounds on the battlefield for as many years as he's been fighting. Um, he wears military attire, kind of green dusters and pants, like cargo pants, boots, etc. Um, he has an uh, Australian slouch pack on his head as well. He's got many patches on his uh, jacket too, and on his hip, and sometimes in his inside uh, jacket holster on his underarm. He has the uh, uppercut just linked up. All right. So what is the party currently doing as Surak kicks dirt over the fire and uh, Bill, your uh, wildfire spirit crawls out from the fire pit and back up your armor? Uh, Bill's just like, yeah, you get dirt on you. That's what happens when you live in the fire pit? Bill and his fire spirit do not get along. If, you, if you've been around them, then... You, you've, you'd know this. Uh, mon ami. Um, Bill is his for hey, uh, everything. Mon ami, um, I don't know how you uh, normally speak to your um, very uh, fiery friend, but that came off kind of um, how you say, resque. Uh, well, this guy, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. I, I'm sorry, it took me a minute to find the voice there. <laughs> 
So the the three of you and Sorak are currently a couple of miles uh, a couple of miles south of a city uh, at the edge of of the northernmost island of Edore. Um, the after Sorak came back to the group with news that Masa had uh, vanished, for lack of a better term. Um, the, th- the three of you have been traveling as a pack, trying to avoid notice by the Order of the Royal Cross, who have mounted more or less an all-out assault on the city of Kamitokai. Uh, and while you're being actively pursued, you're pretty sure you've been able to escape notice for now. The rain has been relentless the last couple of weeks, which has been, thankfully, washing away a lot of your tracks in the last couple of days. And... Despite the mud, despite the dirt being churned to mud, you found enough of a dry place to set up camp for the night. Um, and it's only a few, it's only a few hours walk to the city of Satori, which is not far away. And uh, thanks to a sending stone that Sodak has, you've been able to make contact with an ally of yours um, on another island of Adore who can send you uh, via teleportation circle to Bordeaux and get you out of the Royal Cross's sights for the time being. Um, Unfortunately, because this thunderstorm is not just a thunderstorm, but a coming typhoon, any exiting ships have been grounded until until the storm passes. But Satori is a port city. So how are you preparing for, how are you preparing for the journey? It's, it's not, it's not long left till the city. Um, You'll get there more or less by midday. Um, so Bill's going to be like consulting a couple of books he brought along on like the local flora and fauna and stuff. Uh, he's a uh, kind of studacious, so he likes to prepare in that regard. So, uh, Edore's, um, plant life is very different from your native province. Um, there are a lot of thin, flexible trees, very few hardwoods, uh, and a lot of the underbrush is thick and leafy rather than sort of scrub-like, like you're used to out in Argoth. Um, however, much of the wildlife is similar. So if you wanted to rustle something up, you could. Uh, unless you mean, like, to eat. I don't really have any plans for that. I'm just... Hmm. <laughs> You've got enough food for, for the journey uh, all the yeah. way to... Uh, all the way to the, then I, to the I, think, I think Bill's okay, then. Uh, Varge, what are you doing for to prepare for the journey. Uh, so, I mean, if we're good on food, I think he'd be all right. He's he's kind of a habitual smoker, so food's not really his main, main like, forte. So, I mean, as long as he's got a pack of smokes, he's really not focused on if he eats or not. But if we're all right with the food department, I think I think we're good. Interesting. If you wanted to rustle up some tobacco, you could. Oh, there's some tobacco. You'd need to you'd need to make Alrighty then. And I guess we're rustling. You'd need up some to make tobacco. a nature check, and I'm gonna say you're gonna be rolling at disadvantage because you're not used to where to find it here. Uh hold on. Hold on, mon ami. <laughs> Let me give you a little bit of uh you say inspiration for your uh it's scrav- or it's scrav- oh my my uh your uh journey. Uh and then he starts playing his lute and he goes, I uh think uh my friend here who needs a smoke might enjoy a little joke. Ah, what is hairy and fun? Oh, you and these jokes. Um, crap. 
No, that is not. It is not. Yeah, that is. That is disgusting. And he just goes and casts. Uh, gives him inspiration. Uh, so with right. inspiration, uh, you get a d8 uh, to roll on top of whatever your action is. Oh, what was my action again? Uh, you'd be rolling nature is the skill check. You'll be rolling at disadvantage, but I'm going to say you can add inspiration to both rolls. Or, actually, it would be whichever roll you end up taking, you can add your inspiration to that. Yeah, D8. So I rolled a 15. Uh, is that with the D8? With the D8? Uh, inspiration. The D8 again? Basically, you spend it on a skill check. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, no, I rolled a D8. So, 15 total with the D8? Okay. Eighteen. Uh, surprisingly, you're able to kind of sniff sniff it out and find a of a local tobacco plant. Um, I'm I'm imagining like kind of the kind of the um the Disney movie floating on a trail of steam, <laughs> where he just like ah. Oh. You smell that. Oh, I've been itching for And you're able to produce, I'm going to say, three hand-rolled smokes from it. Oh, good, fine. That's a local uh, favorite. I'm imagining uh, Bill almost having, like, a tourism pamphlet. <laughs> no? Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Absolutely has a tourism pamphlet. Um, uh, Mr. Delacour, what's your... Uh, preparation for the journey, if any. Um, if anything, all he's really doing is making sure that he has everything on him uh, is uh, different uh, costumes that he has because he has the uh, entertainers um, uh, supplies with him. Uh, making sure that the uh, the barber is in fine shape. Um, make sure that his whip is in uh, good condition. And when he's doing this, um, the others... Anyone who's been around him long enough, they start realizing when he's focusing a little too hard on things, um, he loses focus on con uh, control maintaining one form. So you're constantly watching him just like switch like odd features about him, like maybe his skin color changes from the pale white to you know more of a um, the beige you know white color of a, like an elf or something. Uh, maybe his uh, hair goes black, uh, red sometimes. It's just usually random what he's doing when he's hyper-focusing on something. Uh, so that's what's going on right now. He's just a rainbow of different things going on. Uh, Sudok is, uh, is... Bill will give him a pat of sympathy for the shapeshifter woes. <laughs> uh, Sudok is kind of hunched low in the way that you're used to seeing from them. They are uh, the quiet muscle of the group in a lot of ways. Is everybody ready? Are we... Are we prepared for the journey? Uh, we, we... Yeah, I think we're as we can be. I, unless you want to book a hotel or something. I mean, we got some recommendations here. This one looks nice. It's got a pool, free breakfast. I'm sure we can find something there. Uh, we have to be thorough in... Oh, uh, I hope they have three continental. We have to be very thorough in clearing the camp. And they've covered the fire pit, um... You've rolled up your sleeping bags. You watch as Sorak even kind of like throws some some dirt around over some kicks some mud into the holes where your tent stakes were placed. Um, 
and rejoins you with the bag of holding under their cloak, uh, and their cloak pulled tight around them with their head kind of kind of low, and you can see their rather strange, almost inverted color eyes kind of glance up at each of you. Satori is not far. So you begin the, the journey you begin the journey for the last few miles. Uh, the forest that you're near stops providing cover after a certain point, and you are caught out in the rain. Um, but on the other hand, the open sky means that you can easily see the progress of the storm. You can see distant uh, flashes of lightning in the coming... It's not quite a funnel cloud, but in that way that you can see the oncoming wall of water and know the shape that it will take. Um, is, there any, is there any sort of check anyone wants to make in regards to the storm? While they're while they're while they have an open open view on it, um, um, how eminent is the storm? At most, a day or two out. Okay. It could hit tonight. It could hit tomorrow night. But it's due within the next couple of days. I'm not sure what kind of check I could make. You know. Yeah, same here. Fair enough. So you begin to, after stopping a moment to kind of observe the storm coming down, you pass over the crest of a low hill and see down downhill from where you are, the town of Satori. It's small, uh, could hardly really be called a city, but there are a number of traditional Adori-style uh, buildings. Um, there is, at each end of the town's main road, there is a battered uh, Tori gate, which you have seen plenty of in the last few days. Um, mm-hmm. Who's taking up what position in the marching order? Uh, Bill's probably going to fall behind because he's got a slow walk speed with those bird legs. Yeah, and Mitch is probably going to keep his uh, keep in the back because Bard could go bird. There's only like three of us. You can't all be in the back. <laughs> Someone needs to be in the back. It's like the, it's like the tavern with 15 shadowy corners. <laughs> Each more shadowy than the last. I guess the big point. So, uh, Varg and Sodok are taking point. Um, which leaves uh, Mr. Delacour and the uh, and Bill in the back of the party. Uh, so, yeah, the town itself. Bill's probably just following by like glancing at his brochures, following um, Delacour or no? Sorry, yeah, Delacour is is Who the other um, Surak is Surak is ahead of the party. Surak, Surak, yes. Sorry, now I say it, I can remember it. Yeah, he's just kind of glancing up at Sodok to follow and then looking down at his brochures. So Sodok is um, your par- the party's most experienced tracker. Um, you don't know how. Uh, you suspect their nature may have something to do with it. But you cross the first Tori gate into town and you can see that it- it's not exactly pandemonium, but it's not a normal day in town. People are closing storm shutters Lots of shops are closed for the time being with the storm incoming, but several buildings have lights on. People are rushing through the streets with like rice paper umbrellas over their heads, many of them wearing traditional clothing, many of them wearing more casual dress that they got from other provinces, which is starting to catch on, especially in port cities like Satori. Is there any particular kind of building you're looking for for the time being? Uh... Because uh, the harbor is off to... One edge of town, you can see at the top of a bluff what looks to be a large, very large estate-style home. There's a temple close to the edge of the trees. 
anything in particular that you're looking for. So, um, as as the party enters the city, everyone kind of notices that Mitch takes on um, a more elven appearance. Um, his hair goes black, um, and he looks more like a uh, a high elf. Um, and he turns to everyone and goes, I believe that our best idea now is to go and find an inn or somewhere to call a base of operations. Do you believe that is a good idea? That sounds fine to me. All right, so if we want to go near the harbor, we can probably find some pubs there. They get lots of business, so it'll be noisy. We can be kind of discreet. So down towards the harbor, uh, you can see an, uh, two ships in, in dock. One of them is a traditional uh, schooner that you might see in Argoth. Um, the other is a much more modern Argosy steamer, which uh, does not have sails at all, but you can see twin uh, smokestacks jutting from the top of the vehicle. Um, a minotaur steps out into the rain for a moment and then ducks back inside. Uh, the harbor master's office is constructed to close to the docks, and while it looks like all the storm shutters are pulled, it doesn't look like the place is closed. Um, nearby, you find something of an oddity, actually. Uh, among all the traditional sloped roofs and sort of tiered structures that you see, in Idore, there is what looks to be a thatched roof, uh, daubed wall, daubed brick wall tavern, which is extremely out of place here. And on its sign, you see a wrecked ship uh, with a single barrel painted towards the like front of the sign, like it's floating towards the viewer. And on this barrel are painted the words, the drunken junker. The lights are on inside, but the tavern itself seems quiet right now. Um, to you, you, you can actually get a better look from here at the other edge of town, just because there's a straight shot from here to the northern edge of town. And you can see uh, what looks to be a conspicuously empty building that you kind of recognize as... Uh, as I'm just going to say it looks familiar. If anyone wants to make an intelligence check, they might be able to piece together what it is. But it looks very oh, conspicuously like a building that has been moved out of. Let me just get my dice. And that is a three. I'm not sure what I add to it, but I doubt it's going to be enough. It would just be a general intelligence yeah, check. Yeah, it would be enough three. Something so escapes you about it. It would have been six. Something escapes you about it, but it looks familiar in ways and it also like i said it also looks like whatever was in there has been moved out it is a very conspicuously empty building um just huh deja vu you can see a you can see better the bluff as well that uh the large estate style home sits on um there appears to be a fire in the chimney as as there's wispy smoke drifting off into the rain and wind and you can see that there is a wide fence going around part of the bluff. Um, the building looks very nice, actually. It looks spacious. It looks comfortable. Uh, it doesn't... You realize it might not be a home. It looks too wide and too... The window's too numerous to actually be like a house. All right. Um, the little flame spirit in Bill's armor is just going to tug at his claws. Like, oh, okay, fine. And he's going to go up and knock because this is bugging him. Uh... Where are you heading in town? 
the familiar building. So the building has a sign written in it, or is you... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say you don't know the written language here. Um, not in the guidebook. Not, not in the phrase book. Hmm. Um, actually, uh, with the luckily, or I believe I might actually know the spell. Uh, let's see if I know the spell. Just looking over my list here, I am. This is like one of the first times I'm playing a magic user, so I'm trying to get used to actually having spells on here. It's fun, isn't um, it? It's definitely interesting having to try and remember what spells I have now. No, I do not have it. Oh, that's that's poopy. I was hoping that I had um, uh, that. What's the one spell? Uh, understanding or understanding languages or something? Yeah, oh, comprehend yeah. languages. Yeah, comprehend languages. I don't have that. I don't have it uh, on my uh, list. Yeah, I don't have it. Uh, for some reason, I didn't pick it. No. So, yeah, as you were. Anyone can make an intelligence check to try and see if they can sort of phonetically sound out what characters they recognize. Um, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I have a plus two. I can't possibly go wrong. Um, I got a dirty 20. Okay, a dirty 20. Anyone else um, taking this as well? I'm, I'll give you your result in a moment. I'll, I'll let him have his fun. Okay. Uh, you recognize some of the token, like some of, some of the strokes, um, as forming the word pachinko. This was a gambling hall up until what looks like very recently, and you suspect it may have something to do with the operation you shut down in a neighboring city, for which you're still carrying the blade that you won in a tournament. Uh, oh, I understand what this is. <laughs> um, this used to be a gambling hall at one point, but I... You guys remember that casino that we uh, uh, got thrown out of recently? Uh, uh, which one? You're the one be more specific. where I was the uh, or the giant and um, caused a ruckus while I believe it was our friend here, the gunslinger, who tried to rob people at gunpoint. Oh, right, that one, yeah, I... We got mob. I got mobbed by security yeah, at that one, and that's yeah, how I God. got my sword. Yes, that's um, kind of linked to this one. I uh, yes, very very fun times. Oh, you recognize that this was probably operated by the same group of uh, Ninkyo Dantai who you dealt with beforehand. This must have been part of the same operation, and now that their leader is is. Um, indisposed they might have just packed up shop and left but the building itself is conspicuously empty you could if you needed to squat here for the night and nobody would really notice there is also still uh the drunken junker which looks more like a tavern but might have rooms for rent you're not sure and what looks to be a yeah, possibly a hotel or resort of some kind at the top of the bluff so so there are a number of options you could stay. So at. we do have a number of options. So we can stay here at this abandoned building um, and rough it. Uh, we can go to the drunkard place. Um, I believe I could drum up some money for us if we are a little shortchanged for the night, or we can go and try the resort on the bluff. Um, me for I personal choices. I would prefer to avoid as much people as possible. That's just be me 
and my personal choices. Bill's gonna think about this for a on minute. On top of our friend, on top of our friend here, um, Sirak, um, do you remember when the next moon is? So we've got uh, the full moon is almost three weeks away. Okay, so as long as we don't stay here for the next three weeks, we should be fine. So where are we going to stay? Uh, my my <clears throat> condition is decoupled from the moon. Uh, this is not an issue. Apologies. I have forgotten that that was a new thing for you. Uh, it's, it is of no consequence. Uh, I prefer not to use it publicly unless the options are exhausting. Okay. So, I think we can rough it out for a bit. It'd be cheaper for us. Uh, we get to avoid people for you. I have no problem Just... being public if you would prefer somewhere with more comfort, considering oh. there is a storm in Oh, uh, I wasn't talking about I, you. I, I, believe, about him. I believe the term is uh, typhoon. Yeah. We are going to have to do something. Make sure this is uh, going to be storm-worthy, though. You do see that there are a lot of windows, most of which appear to not have, like, the typical storm shutters that most buildings do. It's also far enough on the edge of town that uh, if there were trouble that could go wrong, people in town wouldn't hear it. Right, so we'll just get some lumber, easy enough, uh, board up those windows for in time for the storm, and I, I think we can be sitting pretty, pretty and dandy. Go ahead and make me a... I guess an arcana, not arcana. Make this a nature check, considering what you know about the province of Adore. Okay. Nature is intellect. 18. 18. You know lumber is hard to come by in Adore because there aren't really a whole lot of hardwoods. Right. You also know that nature preserves or nature is pretty well valued here and that's for a reason there's a lot of spirits in the woods that could be easily angered if you decided to cut it yourself maybe they left some gambling tables in there we can just oh no the, the place is empty the place up. is empty empty oh they they emptied it okay yeah no this this was not a, a hurried operation this was a okay we're gonna pack everything up and we're gonna leave Ooh, this this isn't going to be comfortable for for uh, more than a day or so, guys. And like I said, there there are other options. Um, you could also talk to the harbor master about any outgoing ships uh, within the next couple of days. Um, and of course, you've got all day before you need to bed down. You just got up. It's it's a little before the middle of the day. Uh, while it's coming down, you can still see the silhouette of the sun through the clouds. We got plenty of options here. We can either head down to the tavern, probably gather some information at the same time, get a few drinks, if you know what I'm saying. Here it's kind of empty. This is a nice place to kind of set up a base of ops. But right now we're kind of running on nothing. So I feel like if we go out and get something, we may fare yeah, off let's better here. Go. I'd like to talk to some ship's captains or something, see if we can find out about the boats. I, I believe that's a that's a very smart idea. We should go and talk to somebody. Um, obviously, I'm assuming you gents want me to do all the talking as per usual. Well, you know, the right. last time I did the right. talking... Uh, Let me do all the talking. Me and old Leprechaun here so were the we ones doing it. So, uh, any, sure, uh, why not? Uh, mm, bloodshed, you know, in another city... 
because it's already getting hot enough to be in certain provinces now, so let's try not make it worse here, shall we? And he's going to go and take the first step up to finding some uh, a dock worker and start asking some questions. Yeah, yeah, you go. So the harbor master's office is is in one is is basically next to the docks. You don't necessarily have to find a dock worker. You uh, the office is basically for anyone that. that All has right. Questions. So he will walk in to the um, the harbor ma- or the harbor master's office. So you open it and you you hear these sort of traditional style Edori's bone chimes over the door. These kind of ding like you'd hear in a in a a shop. But sitting behind the desk. Um, Paperwork stacked up, a lantern with an ever-burning flame sitting at one corner as he turns up and, and looks past uh, looks past you towards the rest of the party as well, holding a fountain pen. Uh, yes, may I uh, help you? You recognize him as a foreign expat of some kind? He doesn't look at Ori's. Uh, um, his ears are clipped to short points. Um, long earrings dangle from each one. He looks sun-kissed for sure, like he's like he's seen his fair share of work, but he's put he's gone slightly to seed, like he's kind of put his days of hard work behind him. Uh, what can I help you with? Ah, uh, hello, my good sir. Me and my fellow colleagues here are trying to find a way back to Anthios, and we are wondering if we could take the ship there. Is there any ships that are currently leaving dock in the next? couple days if possible and not until the storm passes but it should be within a couple of days uh, the the four winds is the large three sail uh, currently docked the steamer and he says that word with what sounds like slight disdain uh, the wind caller the wind caller uh, the captain will leave as soon as weather permits. Uh, he is not bound by the wind, but does not want to sink his ship. Uh, either one, speak to the captain. I do not believe the captain of the Four Winds is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, no word on the captain of the wind caller. Interesting. May I ask your name? All names? this is going on... Uh, Bill's flame spirit is going up and he's like one elbow and leaning and like doing flame talk to the ever burning flame torch. <laughs> so he's flirting with it. <laughs> um, describe Bill's flame spirit. Actually, I don't think we've, we've covered that. What is his? So the flame spirit looks like a little guy, but the most distinguishing feature is the fact it's got a backwards baseball cap kind of in flames. Smoke. Like, it's got smoke for the bill part. <laughs> yeah. He's a real party animal. Uh, so, the kind of burbling smoke-like talk of Primordial, specifically the uh, Ignan dialect, is faintly audible as he tries to chat up the equivalent of a building. <laughs> because an ever-burning flame spell is not entirely sentient. Yeah, but she's still hot. (laughs) It's great. It's great. Um, (laughs) The Harbor Master looks up at the the four of you, uh, including including Sorak, and just 
May I ask your names? I am Mattias Hawkwind at your service. And he takes an elegant vow. He goes, I am the third son of the third son of the Pantheos Hawkwind family. Go ahead and roll uh, a deception check on that. Uh, 27. Okay, he got a, uh, he got a flat one, so he buys it. Oh, the Hawkwinds. Um, I will arrange for a passage as soon as I can. Thank you. Uh, weather simply does not permit. I am, I am sorry, uh, Monsieur Hawkwind. Uh, it is, it is not a problem. It is, it, it is what it is. I understand. But for the meantime, is there place where me and my colleagues can lay our hats. It has been a long journey, as you can tell, and we are looking for some refreshments and possible mm, beneficial nights, if you understand my drift. Ah, the the drunken junker is just up the street. Uh, It is a bar, but I believe their storeroom is is available for rent. Ah, but surely for the Hawkwinds, you can do no better than the spirits bring in. It, it, it is at the top of the bluff. It is the family that runs it is very, very wonderful. Mm. Uh, we will, we will. Thank you. Uh, uh, if if you are if you are due to if you are due to adventuring, Titan funds. Uh, the Peacebond Temple uh, will allow you to stay as long as you have your own uh, accommodations, sleeping bags, etc. Tiri, the maiden, is a wonderful host. I th- I thank you for this uh, information. I am I am I am Klaus. Klaus, Adam. I shall remember your name. And when the bards sing of praises of my journey home, I shall have them remember the name God. And he walks out in a elegant way. Uh, thank you for your patronage, Mister Hawkwind. As the door slowly closes. Uh, so where are you headed now that you have a little more lay of the land on Satori? He's going to uh, walk out into the streets of Satori and he's going to look at the group and he goes, I really hate playing the regal man. I don't know why I choose to do it in this appearance, but it is what it is. But he above everyone else and isn't that good? It also draws more scrutiny. I have yet to fail in the whole third son of a third son shtick. So I believe it's the don't bro if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of situation. Hmm. Yeah, well, we, we will see when Anyways, that plays out. Where shall we head off to this time? Do we go to the drunkard place, the inn? So we're- or do we want to investigate this temple, maybe get some more information? and see if the cross has dug their fangs even deeper into the land here than they already have. I say we check out this temple. We'll see what we can find out about right. them. We shall go that way, then. You know, that does sound very... Yeah, that sounds like the ideal plan. The temple. So, the Peace Bond Temple is very much a traditional style of building. It looks much older than a lot of the buildings in Satori. It's uh, quite large, uh, but it appears to be draped in ivy, and much of it is in, disre- is in slight disrepair. Um, 
strings of now wet paper talismans hang outside the building on ropes, and a number of bells and strings of what look like collected herbs, offerings of various types, uh, hang by the door, and you can hear someone frantically inside just cleaning. Just cleaning and fretting, and you can hear, Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. As you approach the doorway to the temple. Um, so what... And the Kool-Aid <laughs> member turns says, Oh yes, oh yeah. Mitch just breaks in and goes, Oh yeah! No. Um, so... <laughs> Um, what, what is our plan here? What should we go with when we're introducing ourselves to the people here at this temple? You're the face, man. Should I change my face to something more appealing? Hmm. Let's see now. Well, if you could raise his eyebrows up a little bit, maybe sink the nose in. Yep. You're still ugly. I can change my appearance in any way. It is very hard for me to be, um, as you say, ugly. Um, but no, it's. I think it's very easy, actually. <laughs> um, he uh, he just looks at me and goes, "Well, you know what? I don't like your shoes." And he casts vicious mockery on him. I'm not wearing he shoes. Cast casts vicious mockery on him. <laughs> oh. Go ahead and roll your wisdom saving throw against that. I think it's a wisdom saving throw, yeah. Yeah, wisdom save 15. Right. Gotta be the 15 on a wisdom saving throw. Oh, or what? Two, I think it's two oh, it's, you're taking 2d4, my guy. Oh. So wisdom was my good stat, too. Uh, you took four points of damage. Four points of damage. <laughs> oh, yes. I get disadvantage on my next attack now, roll. That will tell you to, or that will teach you to put you in your place. Now, are you going to behave... I'm sorry. I wish I could wear shoes again. Oh, that's where the second damage comes from. Oh, no. And Mitch is going to be nice, and he's going to use Cure Wounds to give you four HP back, so replenishes that four points of damage he did. Maybe next time you'll learn your lesson, and he snaps his fingers and he heals you. Yeah, yeah. So who's Uh, entering? Mitch is going to go first, and um, as the doors open up, uh, his appearance changes, and he looks um, more like um, uh, a regular um, Adorian uh, civilian. Regal clothing. So as you enter, you, you have a habit that has given you away once or twice in disguise of resting your wrist on the hilt of uh, Barber, but suddenly you feel just like this supernatural urge to not do that in here. Um... Similarly, uh, is anyone else entering? Uh, Bill will enter. Okay. Uh, Bill, you, you feel normally uh, the weight of Moondancer resting. Do you keep it sheathed on your back, uh, at your side? What's what's the deal on that? Uh, I think it'd be at the side. You almost unconsciously keep your hand far away from it. Uh, Varg, are you entering? Yes, sir. Uh, Varg, you... Uh, you without even realizing it, switch uppercut from being in your belt holster to being in your jacket holster. And you keep your hands visibly where they can be seen. And you see a small young woman uh, with tall, amber-colored fox ears and a bushy tail rapidly running across with a, with a broom 
muttering to herself about something you can't exactly decipher, and she rapidly switches back and forth between common um, and eateries, as she's, oh no, oh no, oh no, this is not good, this is not good. just watching her only. run back and forth, and he goes, mmm, I haven't had a, I haven't had one of them before. Hmm. And he's just saying this, like, casually, out loud, and uh, right beside the group, he's like, Jelly man. I haven't had a kitsney before. And Surak sort, really of, Surak sort of shadows behind you in a way you're not expecting. And just... Delacour, uh, we've had this discussion uh, before. Uh, I'm, Focus. I am sorry, mon ami. Hold on, I gotta get my voice back. And he taps his chest and goes... We will find you, we will find you a cat house when we get <laughs> back to Bordeaux. I'm, I'm sorry, you know how I get around things that find interesting. Anyways, let's go forward. And he goes forward and he goes... Um, excuse me. Um, excuse me. And she freezes in place, holding her broom. He puts his hand and goes, uh, It's okay, it's okay. I'm, I'm just looking for somewhere to stay. Hi, I am Le- I, I am Alexander Cross. And he extends his hand and he goes, It's nice to meet you. She shrinks further back into herself and brings her broom even closer. Not violence can occur on the temple I'm, grounds. I'm not, not hurting anyone. Just introducing nice... Nice introductions, that's all it is. You could not have come to worse time. The, 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 the bones have foretold a terrible, terrible storm coming. I can physically see the storm, but I also know something's not right about this storm. What are you doing here? What do you have to do with the storm? Storm? I... He turns to his friends and goes, We're, we're, just, we're just adventurers, just passing through. We're just looking for somewhere to stay, that is all. I think with her nudging, can I make, like, an arcana check on the storm? You can make an arcana check on the storm. I will say that. Fifteen. Something is definitely wrong. Oh, no, wait, sorry. It's uh, eighteen. Something is definitely wrong with this storm. It doesn't... It's the wrong time of year. It's the wrong... Like, the air pressure feels completely different. The lightning is not normal to this part of... Adore. Normally, the the storms that brew here don't spark up into lightning. They're just heavy rainstorms. Hmm. Bill will remember that. The Telltale Game sign comes up. Bill will remember this. Just we we are just again we are just passing through. Uh, the storm was coming. Just needed somewhere to stay. We're we're not gonna hurt you in any way. You are okay. You are safe. You can't. You can't. The temple I, won't allow it. Won't allow us. I. We were informed that we were, could stay here as long as we had had rolls and everything else. This is a. This is a terrible place to be. This. This is not the place you should be. If. If you're not. Okay. Um. If. If you're not. We can get going. If you don't have anything to do with the storm, he, you er, have terrible. Luck. Uh, he just moves up slowly, and he's like. It's okay. I am not going to hurt you. And as he's slowly talking to her, his voice starts echoing in her head a little bit more, and she's feeling um, all her emotions slowly starting to fade as he's trying to talk to her calmly. He goes, Have no fear, dear. We are here to protect you. You are safe. I promise. All you need to do is calm down. And he casts calm emotions. Uh, charisma cha- uh, charisma save just take 15. A moment. Mm-hmm. I'm also just looking it up for, for something real quick. I know that it's a charisma check. It's, okay. 
What's your charisma save, DC? Uh, 15. It doesn't take for her. She just... Out of my head. No magic when I feel it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he puts his hands up. I was just trying to help you relax. To help you take a little bit off the edge. It's it's okay. This is not a time for relaxation. If it's it's better for us, then we can get going. If, If you need this for us to walk away, we can. And he starts pointing to the door. If this is too much for you, we can start leaving. Leaving. Leaving was a start, but... If you're here when the storm comes down, I can't guarantee any kind of safety. I have seen what? horrible dreams about what is coming in this storm. What What's coming in this storm? The spirits. They're enraged. Something has happened. Storms, storms aren't supposed to do this. Yeah. It's not supposed to be lightning, and there's uh, just supposed to be a downpour, but that's, that's like more like a hurricane coming at us. And Mitch, she fixes you with a stare and then just appears to almost stare right through you. Hey, hey, hey. And he, he kind of like covers up a little bit like he's being like uncomfortably stared at. And it's like he's trying to cover himself up. He's like, my eyes are up here, madam. And he points to his eyes. A fake child in my temple. A, a, a what? Where have you come from? <laughs> I... I have, what? I hey, have child. no, ma'am. You're just, I know what you are. You're a little, little out of control right now. Just okay. I, I am just. I'm from here. I'm from these parts. I'm from Adori. I am not what you believe I am. I know what you are. Uh, I can see what you are. Okay. And he looks to the others with a very, very anxious look. All right. Bill's gonna just shrug. Go ahead and make. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. Oh all of boy. you, including Soda. This Sodok, is going to suck. Wisdom who save. utterly fails. Now eleven. Wisdom save. Um, if it is, if it is charming. Nine. Um, uh, if if I could technically do it, do it. Could I do counter charm? D- describe counter charm to me real quick, just to make sure. Uh, so as an action, you can perform until the end of your next turn. During this time, you and your friendly creature, uh, uh, fr- uh, you and any friendly creatures within 30 feet of you, can hear you gain advantage on saving throws against being frightened or charmed. It is neither effect. Oh, yeah, no, 11. 11, a 9, Sudark got a 12. Uh, Varg? 11. 11? Mm-hmm. Leave! And all of you immediately feel your bodies being puppeted as she turns you around and marches you out of the door. Um, rude. Yeah, you ministry of silly walks the fuck out of there. Yo, Mitch just stands there and he fixes his rubbing nose. I felt like that was Uh his last time. I see how she is. She is a little on the uh, risky side. Uh, And you hear the door slam shut behind uh, behind the four of you as you exit. I. uh, That was singularly unpleasant and alarming. Is it just me, or did anybody feel something as soon as we walked in? Yep. Um, I felt something, but it wasn't what you think it is. Come on. Felt like felt like they had a uh, peaceful enchantment going on in there. Well, whatever it is, we are out of there, so we are better off moving on to the next location. So let us move on. Yeah, that's something uncharacteristic in my uh, certain situation. I will. I will. Re- but I will remember that five if I have the key to me. So, what is the course of action? Jeez, you just don't have any uh, specific type, do you? You just go for any one. 
Hey, my friend, when you can be anyone, you take anything. Yes, that is that is my uh, that is Mitch in a, uh, a, a bomb or you know in a little package. It's like yeah, he'll he'll do anything that moves. I was gonna say he's on that uh, he's on that uh, he's on that J from Clerks shit. I'll fuck anything that moves. <sighs> and Bill is just gonna face palm. So what is what is the next point of contact for the group? So you visited the harbor. You visited Peace Bond Temple. I th- I think we'll go to the Junkard next. Okay. Uh, so the drunken junker is currently quiet, which is odd for a bar, but not odd for a bar that's about to be in the path of a typhoon. The window shutters are of the classic sort of um, Argosy style, like rural Argosy. The roof is thatched, uh, which you realize is actually a cover as you step inside the building. And uh, a grizzled half-orc stands behind the bar. Uh, the stump of his right fist wrapped in a bar rag as he's empty or as he's cleaning out a large wooden tankard. There are a number of casks and bottles behind him of uh, Argosy and Svelik style beers, meads, and liquors. But you see there are far more um, sort of classically Edoriz style uh, forms of sake and plum wine and similar drinks. Um, he is definitely an expat. Uh, one of his tusks is snapped off. He looks to be in his mid fifties um his hair is thinning on top he seems to be rocking the bald look um his beard is thick and bushy um and his eyes are bright gold in in color as he looks at the for you hello what can i get for you bill's gonna take a note of the relative low uh number of patrons at the moment and go Oh, they must do most of their business early in the morning. <laughs> I like you. I like you, Big Bird. Uh, no, business has been slow the last couple of days on account of the storm. Uh, we're all safe shut up here, but we are uh, not good on cash for the last couple of days. But I presume with the storm coming out in a couple of days, we'll be fine. It just sits right down at the bar and he goes, My good sir, I have one question to ask you. What do you do with a drunken sailor? Oh, you lock him in the brig until he's sober. That's a good guy. I will get um, one of your finest ales, and he puts some gold down. He's like, for me and my companions as well, whatever they wish to drink. As on. He counts it out, uses his, his left to pick up the a piece of gold, and clacks his teeth on it for a moment. Solid. Four, four Argosy rates. Normally, I do a lot more business in the traditional local stuff. I, I love it. I wouldn't be living here if I didn't. But I came here on shore leave one, one month and just couldn't get enough. Been here about 20 years. Had my share of typhoons. This one's... This is a big one. <sighs> yeah. He... Bill's gonna snip at his drink for a minute. He lines up four wooden wooden tankards and snaps the snaps the tap open and just slides the mug under each as it fills before shutting it back off. <sighs> I'm Ulrich. What are you boys? Uh, my name is Bill. Bill. Bill Carifus. Good to meet you, Bill. I am Bill's more attractive younger brother, uh, William. Two Bills. That would, that Which would one be, are you the younger? I would be the younger one, yes. He's the younger. 
Yo, Billy. And he shoots you a wink with one with his eye. And he and he kind of blushes and goes, "Stop." No, no. You in the coat. Again. We got three bills. Well, four, but with mine. Oh, I see what you did there, friend. Where are you boys? Wish I didn't. Where are you boys staying? And you notice Sirak is keeping a considerable distance and sort of sulking at one end of the bar, sitting away from the four of you. We were uh, rolling into town, you know, just hoping to get across, get a boat, but uh, looks like that's not happening. Uh, I'll tell you what, the, uh, the big bull on the wind collar, he, uh, he can't wait to get out of port. Oh, why? Any reason he is wanting to leave so soon? Oh, uh, he's got a lot of cargo in the hold. Thinks, thinks someone's going to come by and swipe it. Don't know how. It's a steamer. Came over here on am, one of these myself. I am dreadfully curious. We talked to the harbor master earlier today, and when we did talk to him, he sounded a little annoyed when he brought up the steamer. Is there some bad blood between the captain and the harbor master at all? You know, given a oh, Klaus and Crocker never got along. He's Crocker. Crocker's been in here a few times. He swoops through every couple of months on a. On a shipping run, but uh, he never never Good likes man. to run on schedule. Never likes to never likes to wait on a timetable, especially right now. He wants to get out of here through the storm, but uh, he hasn't had a good reason why he can. I'm sure you could provide him one if you were inclined to get the hell out of town. Hmm. Thanks for the tip. Anything else I can get you boys? My wife's in the kitchen still. Uh, I would love sandwich right now. Ah, man after I my own heart. Heckish. We got plenty of fish. Can you get me the cheapest beer you got for this guy and Bill's gonna point out his little fire spirit. He raises one eyebrow. Who's just doing like ah, the devil horns with his hand. Before you are adventurous. I was one myself. Oh, oh let me guess, let me guess. Then he took an arrow to the knee. Oh. Gods now. That alone? No. That wouldn't stop me. He raises the stump of his you know, hand. Which that was cuts off pretty neatly at no, the wrist. And that just, was going to be my second guess. Butterick bit me hand and off. I bet you give the best handshake. You want to find out? I will gladly do it. And he extends his hand to him. I got pretty good with my left. Oh, this is great because I have zero in strength. This is great. Go ahead and roll me a strength. Deck. I rolled a five. <laughs> Twenty-one. <laughs> he grabbed like you stick your right out. He grabs your, your he grabs with uh or you stick your left out. He grabs with your left and just. <laughs> You almost feel something crack before he lets go, and he just... Oh. Oh, he looks at his hand, and his hand's all mangled, and his hand is all mangled, and, and everything is like... Ah, ah, ah. You're one of them fancy boys, ain't you? You're one of them fancy... You're one of them fancy lads. Yeah, I, I went to bard school. We had one of them in my party. He uh, he graduated from some adventuring school, Stormwind something or other, up in Sville. Oh, up in Sville. I've, I've heard of that one. No, I graduated from the Academy of arts in uh, Panthos. Ah, been to Panthos a few times myself. I went to Mage's Tech U. He raises a, an eyebrow and you briefly remember that you're not from this time period. Yeah, it was a small school. Oh, no, um, not many people. That must be a must be a real fancy magic school for that. Not really? So we got a sandwich. We got a sandwich. We got uh, what else can I get for you? We got a lot of fish. A lot of fish through here. Not a whole lot of red meat. 
waiting on a shipment of pork. Take a lovely pork sandwich. No. I, I will take... Oh, no, we ain't got no pork right now. That one gotta bum me out. No red meat. Oh, we got right, fish. Yeah. We got plenty of fish. I'll, I'll, I'll take fish. You know what they say about a good fish sandwich. Ooh, I gotta know, can you make tacos? Oh, that must be one of them. You got any chips for this fish? We can make fish and chips. I... Okay, still I, got potatoes. I'll, t I'll take fish and, and the fresh chips as well. It's been a while. I've not a good fish and chips since Argoth. Ah, I'm I'm I'll go see myself. I'm from uh, I'm from Petricor. Grew up in the Warrens. I... No kidding. How was it? Dense, noisy. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, mm. for been stabbed twice by the time I was thirteen. For a, a dry spell there before becoming an adventurer with my brother. Um, I was actually staying in uh, Uskhaven while I was in Argoth, so yes. Lovely city. Terrible yeah. food. The food's not the greatest. Very bland. bland. You'd think they'd get some salt up. <sighs> no, no, they still don't have salt. There by now. Oh, perfect. Well, my wife will have the food out soon. Anything else I can get for you boys? No, no. Um, actually, actually, yes. Um, how much is a room here? We're just curious on pricing. Oh, we got the upstairs storeroom. You can rent it out for five copper a pop. It's it's not fitted for a bedroom, but if you got bed rolls, it's floor's decent enough. He he looks at it's cozy. Looks at everyone and goes, "That's that's reasonably priced." Yeah, I, I got. But if you're a if you're a real fancy lad, you had a look at the uh, spirit spring yet? I'm not sure it's open on account of the storm, but I'm sure they can use some bodies in beds right about now. You know, everyone, everyone keeps talking. Everyone, the spirit spring. Just up the hill. Speaking of this place, is is it new to the area? Oh no, it's been in the family for generations. The Chibas are a wonderful, a wonderful family. My wife and I go up there every few months when we need a break from the inn. We will gladly go and check it out after our meal. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Heard they do free breakfast, but uh. My wife and I usually never come down in time for checkout. Uh, I see what it is, and he, he gives him the he gives him the wink, and he goes, uh, yeah. His face goes stone stone still, and he just goes, "We're heavy sleepers, mate." I I, I can understand. Yeah, I bet you are. I bet you are, mate. It is not that complicated. Bill's face bombing again. His his wife comes comes out. She's carrying four baskets. Like, expertly woken, woven, um, expertly woven Edori-style baskets with a little slip of rice paper inside, and each has a fried piece of fish and a mountain of kind of, like, steak-cut fries uh, with a bottle of vinegar and salt for each of you, and just, enjoy, honeys. And she wanders back into the kitchen. Oh, hell yeah, vinegar and fries. That's how it's at. And Sudok just, like, quietly... Sorry, they quietly push their uh, food around with their finger and just... And what is the point of a chip if not to drench it in vinegar? Am I right? They slide their basket over and rejoin the rest of you, just leaning on the bar. <sighs> so what of this spirit spring? Sounds like a expensive place. This should be our fallback, I think. Yes, I think that'd be our best bet. But, uh... We might be able to talk to Crocker, I think it was, to get us the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. He's got the, those uh, supplies that are itching to spoil or get stolen, then... 
guess that that would. I heard the steamers can be pretty reliably fast too, so we might be able to cut ahead of the storm. If we're lucky. If, if we're lucky, lucky. So let's yeah, let's go find the captain, of the steamship, and we will hopefully get off this island. Um, barkeep, uh, is there any information on the captain last and last known whereabouts? Oh, Crocker. Crocker's up in uh, Crocker's always up in that ship. His when he isn't down here drinking and throwing up a fuss. I had to replace a table because of him, but he's a good fellow. Okay. Should we go to the? Uh, he looks. Everyone goes after we're done eating. Should we go check the ship and see if mm. uh, Captain is on deck? Like a plan to me. Surak nods. I think uh, that's might be our best bet if we're to. He glances over. At, they get, they glance over at Ulrich. Uh, if we're to get ahead of the storm. Yeah, that little fox girl didn't make the storm sound promising, and I kind of don't want to stick around. Yeah, oracles, they are often vague, but they are almost never wrong. That convenient. And uh, I think she can, uh, I think she has a force to be reckoned with, so I don't think, uh, I don't think her visions come from nothing. Well, she had the good sense to turn down here, so. To be fair, that is not a high bar to clear. She's awfully skittish about it, too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, almost anyone would turn him down. Yeah. It's okay. We will we will get you to the Golden Cat when we get back to Bordeaux. Someone's got to take care of you so you don't keep doing this. Mitch is just going to town on his food at the moment while everyone is talking. Oh, yeah. Sorak just wolfs theirs down. No pun intended. <laughs> I was going to say, wolf. You, you watch them... Mel's mostly just picking at the fries. You watch them just completely toss it up in the air, and then hork it down like a seal. Just... He has a french fry in his mouth and goes, Hey, dude, do you ever chew? Listen, we are on the go. We have places yeah, to be. Yeah, but if you're choking on your food and you're dead, that's not really... You really want to go out that way? You realize I have seen... I have eaten things much worse than this? I mean, I've eaten some bad things, too, but that's no comment on my cooking. I, the food is fine. I'm, t I'm talking about... Just... Eating things without chewing. Uh, do you not remember me? Just do you not remember me going through an entire leg of lamb? Yeah, and I remember the goblins. Ah, oh, the goblins. Uh, Scary. How can I forget? Was that bunny that one time? That giant bunny that we dealt with. That was that. That still gives. That was surprisingly good eating. I, I can imagine um, if we had any left of the rabbit. But anyways, let's let's just finish eating and go talk to this captain go from there so you finish up the the food is pretty pretty good i mean it's it's not quite the same you're not sure what's different about it compared to uh, argosy fish and chips other than the obvious presence of vinegar and salt which does enhance the chips but you wander out into the rain after after eating bellies full and veins pleasantly warm with the argosy red ale you've you've had and you can see the wind collar sitting in dock, looking like you see a huge minotaur sitting on deck, arms crossed, looking pretty sour, and you see Klaus wander back, or stepping back into his office. They've clearly just had a conversation not too long ago. Permission to come aboard? Who are you? We are travelers looking to rent a ship to get off this island. His eyes go back flick to aside Pantheos. to the harbor master's office to make sure the door is closed. Get on. Let's talk. He, yeah, Mitch will walk onto uh, the the dock. Onto you, the ship. Th the four of you. The right. four of you clamber up the gangplank. Oh, Bill's gonna okay. flutter over. Okay. 
you you get a couple a couple good wing beats in and and hop and float over and you rejoin him in the open wheelhouse this is not this doesn't really have a captain's quarters exactly but there is an open wheelhouse and he just so you want to get off this rock oh yes please yeah we do which one of you smells like wet dog Oh, that's me. Sorry, it's my new cologne. Get a new scent. I realized I was, like, looking left and right, but that's not going to work in an audio vi- medium. <laughs> so, you know, Bill's looking left and right. There. Now it works. Now it works. Which, listen, I got a cargo hold full. I don't know if anyone's coming for it, but I don't like to take my chances. So, how much you got on you to get off this rock? Because I ain't pissing off this stop if I can't recoup something. I got about eight gold. Um, I have about nine. Sudorak steps up. You, re- you remember that Sudorak's kind of the one in, in charge of the party's purse strings? And they reach into the bag uh, that they keep under their cloak and produce a solid diamond. It is your only diamond for Revivify. And clunks it on the table. 300. Yeah, 8 gold plus the 300. And my 900. Are you bluffing? <laughs> Surak immediately undermines your question just, are you bluffing? Where did you get 900 gold? He, he looks at him and goes, I've always had 900 gold. I thought we'd agree that I was the one who helped I always out. have extra money on me for a rainy day. Bill's just gonna look at Surak and Shrug is just out of out of character question, are you attempting to pull a deception check here, or do you actually have yes, that much money? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm go ahead and go ahead and roll deception, deception. and I'm also gonna double roll to check if Sorok falls I'm at for 20. it. Twenty. So thirty. Okay. So thirty points. Uh, it was a five for the, it was a five for the captain, and a seven <laughs> or a, a sorry, eleven for Sorok. So surprisingly, they both fall for it. For a rainy day and. He looks out and he's like, it's a rainy day. Cough it up. So if you can get us to our location, I have the money at this location. And if you get us there, I will give you the money now. Or I will give you the money then. My apologies. Where are you headed? Going to Pantheos. I don't know if this can make that on a single tank. And Sodok answers, we're actually headed to one island. Down. Uh, We have a friend waiting for us. He can supply you with uh, Uh, the funds, I'm sure. Worst case scenario, we will have a courier bring it to you. Uh, but we are good for it. Uh, and take the diamond as a down payment. We just need to leave as fast as we can. And Crocker narrows his eyes. You realize suddenly that the gatehouse, or the gatehouse, the wheelhouse is actually kind of too small to accommodate him. And he has to physically hunch down in order to fit into the, into the wheelhouse. Uh, and his horns, like, he barely has room to move his head side to side, because his horns are almost Texas Longhorn size. He clunks one of them. uh. (sighs) We steam at sunset. We're gonna outrun this storm. The wind caller can do it. I expect you, for the next couple of days, to put in your weight working on this ship. I got all the hands I need, but if I ask you to swab a deck, you're gonna swab a fucking deck. You hear me? Yes, that is fine. If I have to. Bill's gonna just... <sighs> fine. Now, whichever one of you smells like wet dog, get out. 
And Surak yes. quietly slinks out of the gate, out of the wheelhouse. So, that solves the what are you doing in the couple of hours it takes before sunset? Bill's at least interested in checking out that spirit fountain. Okay. Anyone else going with him? Yeah, he, um, um, Mitch will follow. I'll go with Mitch joins along. All right. So, at the top of the bluff is the Spirit Spring Inn. This is a beautiful multi-story home, which has been extended in order to house more rooms. And at the front desk, almost asleep, is a young Edoree's man with short, cropped black hair, a pair of um, small, round glasses on his nose. And he just, oh, oh, hello, uh, hi, my name is Sato, um, I'm actually waiting for my husband to come back. He, uh, he's out cleaning the spring, something fell in a few hours ago. Uh, can I book you any rooms? We're currently, uh, quite vacant, as you can imagine, with the storm coming. But, building, very solidly built, on good ground, we can house you for the night. He's not a very convincing salesman. Oh, um... We've already got arrangements. His face visibly falls. Uh, I'm. I can talk to Cujo about getting you a discount. Uh, yeah, it's really quite I'm, a nice place. Uh, Mitch, Mitch is gonna. Mitch is gonna tap his or put his hand on Sato's, and he goes, "Is it really yeah, nice? See, that's, I'm. That's I'm curious. I've heard, heard a lot about this place. Is it actually as nice as they say?" And as he's doing this, he's going to try and slightly cast Detect Thoughts. Uh, go ahead and uh, cast Detect Thoughts on that. Uh, I don't... Let me check what the DC... Wisdom, Wisdom, Wisdom 15. Wisdom 15. Uh, he does not actually clock that you're casting Detect Thoughts on him. Um, you pick up, Oh, I'm not a very good salesman. My husband is going to be very upset with me that I let a customer slip through my fingers. I really should stick to cleaning... And you briefly hear a couple of kids uh, playing nearby. And you kind of crane your head and, and peek, and you see a couple of, of girls, maybe 13, 14, and uh, chasing what, uh, each other through Mitch, the halls of the Mitch empty hotel. looks at Sato. It's, I mean, it, it's... Mitch just looks at Sato. It's better. He looks at it's Sato. better than they say. Doing a great job. It's it's better than they say. I, I At some point, we're going to open up our, our hot spring to non-patrons of the hotel. but How uh, much, for now, how it's much kind of is it package to deal. stay here? Just just so we know, because the other place isn't set in stone yet. You did have it as a fallback plan. I, I'm curious, how much is it's, it to stay here? It's, it's two gold a night. I can uh, ask Sato, I can ask Kujo, and maybe he'll bring it down to one, one and seven, one gold, seven silver for the night, um, on account of the fact that this is kind of the opposite of surge pricing. Um, it comes with free room service. I'm a wonderful cook. I'm not a very good salesman. Uh, and uh, housekeeping, courtesy of our uh, lovely daughters, Mimi and the, I. The grouping goes, you got, are you guys okay with staying here? You, you're kind of I all mean, having like a team huddle. Boat. Off in one corner of, of the lobby, and he and Sirak yeah. just leans in and uh, <laughs> I, 
The, the innkeeper tries to peek over, and then Bill just <laughs> and, pulls out a, flaps and, out a wing and to push him back. Sm- uh, Mitch <laughs> just breaks the character that goes, I'm sorry, I just feel really bad for the guy because he cannot sell a room to save his life. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, but that's kind of his problem, isn't it? But I'm just trying to say, why don't we buy, try and be a little bit nicer to them? They might be able to help us with our, uh, you know, situation. Maybe they know what's going on around here. Sudak just leans in. Maybe we will come back when we are not being actively hunted. Yeah, that one. I'm with I'm with Sirik on place that. Seems, place seems fine when we are on vacation. When we are on vacation. He, he looks. He looks. I don't have to deal with the cross. Fine, I understand. But you are all paying for my room next time we come here. Understand? Yeah, we've got the boat already. So why okay, waste it? I am good. fine with that. Let's... I'm the one who holds on to the money anyway. Okay, Can I have to please s- get back. Can we please get back to Croc? I just, I just wanted to check out the springs. I thought there was going to be spirits here. It'd be like a cool thing while we do have a little bit of time to kill. I'm sure. Okay, let me try and talk to them. I'm a little sure bit. they are. What? What are I'm you sure trying they to are say? Wonderful, but also, I... we're on a dime table here. I understand. We have sunset. I don't know. I'm... A gold and seven silver for a package deal. Yeah, and. That that storm is is not natural. That storm has spirits. I thought this the spring would have spirits, and maybe sure we could talk does. to them and figure out what's going on. That was my idea. And you hear a second set of footsteps enter the room, and just uh, a second set of room or a second set of footsteps just come out. Uh, I heard you were interested in uh, staying for a short term before even the night, just to get a pass at the hot springs. All right, all right, all right. This is all. Now, is Spirit Spring just a name, or is there, like, actually spirits in there? Oh, it is actually blessed by the spirits. Uh, you can talk to Tiri down at uh, Peace Bond Shrine about that. She talks to them every now and again. She's worked herself up into quite a tizzy recently. Uh, not sure what's going on yeah, with her. Is that the foxy woman? Tiri? Yeah, that's that's her. Uh, she's kind of... And, and then you guys see a little, a little bl- uh, blurb pop up. Mitch will uh, remember that. She sent you guys out, didn't she? Uh, yeah. A lot of people have been going up there to make offerings, and uh, she hasn't been taking them the past couple days. Storm's really getting to her. All right. So what's the link between Storm, you guys, uh, and... We don't know about the Storm other than uh, people not really... People ain't really taking rooms right now. Uh, as for us, well, we're just trying to fill some beds. Not really a... We serve a lot of wealthy clients during busy season. But during downtimes, especially when it's raining, people don't really want to get wet when it's already wet. But if you guys are just looking to take a dip in the springs, I'll do it for a gold each. Promise you'll feel a lot better. Um, is I'm just curious, just nature here. Um, what's so special about these springs? You said they're blessed by spirits, but how? Uh, well, for one, they've never run dry in the 7,000 years these springs have been here. Uh, despite the fact that they're hot, normally that causes a lot of evaporation, but these are mineral springs with a with a vent under them. And it gets pretty toasty. It's it's nice. Uh, but... Bill's going to pull out his brochure and point at that line for Mitch. We're fairly certain these, these springs are specifically uh, tied to the water spirits. Uh... It's we try and keep them as close to their original creation as possible. Most we did is put up a pagoda over them, and uh, spirits seem fine with that. Just about anything we build here has to go through the spirits first. It's uh, world's 
strangest HOA. I'll tell you that. Yes, that does sound like a hard time. Um, no, we were just we're we're adventurers coming through, and we're hopefully going to be taking a ship to get off the island, uh, to go south a little bit more. But we're just looking at pricing for rooms. Um, at you're going to sail out in a storm like that? Yes. Yes. Before it gets worse. Best of luck to you. I'd say get a blessing from Tiri, but, uh, yeah. That didn't work out last time. We're going to sail out before the storm like that. But, um, is, uh, is there anything else, guys, yeah. that we need to do, or should we just go? No, I'm, we're not getting, uh, probably not going to be able to talk to our spirits here, so... All right, everybody's go, I guess. taking up uh, Cujo on his offer to dip in the hot springs. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. So, uh, Surak doesn't. It, when you step outside, you see these this sort of overhang structure that is built to shield the springs from the rain. Uh, that looks to be made of a very traditional style. Um, the spring itself is irregularly shaped, so the edges of the pool are still in the rain at the moment. But you can see steam rising off of it, and as you look inside, you realize. This is almost a giant geode. There's these bands of different colored minerals closer towards the bottom, and you can see at the bottom a, a hole, like a, a hole to somewhere else, and you can see the bubbles sort of from the spring. Uh, who's going in, and I'm guessing in what order? It's a fun question. All right, so uh, Mitch is going to go in first. Um, he just full-blown walks in, just slowly stripping everything off. And as his clothes are removed, um, everyone notices it's just a Ken doll. Uh, he just slowly changes his appearance to just be full Ken doll, and he goes right into the water. All right. Bill probably isn't wearing his arm around, assuming. Right. Bill's got a towel wrapped around his waist tightly. <laughs> Yeah, there's a number of, of sort of traditionally woven towels. The water is magnifique. So, the both of you, as you sink into the water, you benefit from a short rest. <laughs> and uh, the flame spirit is just going to cannonball into the water, evaporate, and then they'll just like, he, he'll be fine, he'll be back. Okay, so you're, you're closing out that usage of the fire, of the fire sprite? Oh, I, I was just imagining he just kind of hangs around, and then when I wanted to summon him, he'd be big or something. That's fair. He just kind of shh, psst, just fizzles out when he hits the water. Uh, Vark, are you, are you dipping? I'm, I'm, I'm imagining like, I'm imagining full blown like dude who gets out of the army and forgets that there's a nudity taboo, <laughs> and just like sinks into the water. Uh, Varg, you benefit from a short rest. I don't think you lost any HP or used up any features, so I don't think that really affects you much. Um, and Surak sits at the poolside, takes off their boots, dips their, uh, rolls up their pants and dips their feet in, and reaches under their cloak and pulls out the sort of clockwork band of iron spheres. Or clockwork, um, sort of this sort of sphere of clockwork bands that is... You've been able to see them work with a couple of times, but you haven't really been able to see what it does exactly, as they've been kind of turning pieces over, almost like a puzzle box. Does anyone want to make an yes. intelligence check to try and see what it does? Okay. Sodok looks positively yes. stumped. Uh, yeah. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20? Uh, who's taking it in what if order? It's, uh, if, it's, if it's Arcana, then uh, 21. Yeah. 
Uh, it's just an intelligence check. Ye or Arcana, whichever one is higher. If you're proficient in Arcana, you can use that. Okay, 24. then I got a 24. Okay. Uh, Varg, you taking a look at this thing? Uh, so, I'm going to go ahead and say the, the lower result comes first. Uh, Mitch, you begin to turn the sphere over in your hands, and you ratchet pieces of it around. Suddenly a piece springs up, and when you pull on it, you watch sections of it slide away, just in really tiny form. And you're holding a sphere with a window on one side. And as you're looking into the window, you see a tiny model. Like, almost like you're looking down at a map, like a 3D map in a video game. And when you gesture, like, you don't realize you're consciously doing it, but when you, like, shift to move your hand... The map rotates, zooms, etc., and you kind of figure out loosely how it operates, and you realize you're looking at a real-time map this is, of another this is plane. Really? Where'd you get Mon Ami? Where'd you get this? Wow. Uh, Mana had it. He found it under the temple in Kamitoka. He uh, turned it on right before Masa disappeared. I've been trying to figure out how to. Open it, activate it, and not entirely sure. Do you think maybe that's why he went missing? Maybe something to do with this weird device? That is, my hypo- that is my hypothesis. I think when it opened for the first time, or perhaps in some sort of active sense, it pulled him in. And you pass the sphere over to um, to Bill. Who, Bill, you kind of like copy the gestures he's doing to sort of move it around. And when you move your other hand... You scroll through time oh. and watch the effects of time on the planet. Check this out. You can almost like... Dinosaurs, no dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, no dinosaurs. You can flick your thumb back and forth over this map of the Evergreen. And you can watch how, despite... You know time doesn't pass in the conventional sense in that plane of existence. You can watch people move through it. And as you're manipulating it, shifting it back and forth, you switch planes. And you find yourself looking at the current plane of existence far in the future. And you flick your thumb and suddenly it's scrolling back towards the time you're in. And further back to the time before that. And you realize you're not only looking at a real-time map, you're looking at a total map of the past and future of every plane of existence. Oh my god. Free will is bunk. So I'm imagining everybody just crowding around it like, the, you got games on your phone? <laughs> oh no, Mon Ami, look. It looks like they're looking at the same thing. But it looks like it's happening to them too. Look, oh. we're looking at now. Look, there's me pointing at us. Oh no, it's the Spaceballs moment. It seems like what they call an infinite paradox. That is kind of weird. They've got a little map, and then that map's a little map, and then that map's a little, little, little map. So... Right as you're getting, like, your hands on how to figure it out, the you close it by accident, and then the little tab just goes, plunk, and shrinks right back in. Uh, he, took the, he took all the fun so away. So you close, you close it back up, and Surak, and Surak takes it and places it in the bag and just looks... Their face turns as grim as Grand Moff Tarkin, and just, I don't think we were supposed to, supposed to see that. I don't know what that is. I do not know. Probably not. I do not know why Mana wanted this, but it does not bode well. 
Ah, mon ami, mon ami. While we do have it, I think there's a lottery in this place. That is your first concern? That is your first concern. Mon ami, that is one thing that I have learned from past experiences in reading things about time travel. You don't want to mess with time travel in that kind of way. It may have dire consequences. Have you ever heard of the butterfly effect? That's... That's the one where a first-level mage casts Ray of Cold and it casts Blizzard on the other side of the world. Ah, we oui, we. Oui. But the problem is that uh, this whole thing that happened with Masa, maybe this is the side effect of that happening, is maybe it's the storm. This is not something we've been messing with. This is some kind of artifact. It's not good. This is not good at all. So we should not be messing with it because there could be some kind of dire consequences with us just simply playing with it now. So we should be very careful. I don't think we should be toying with this thing. We should turn this over to, to Himiko. Himiko is your uh, wizard friend that you're actually going to go see who's going to teleport you to Bordeaux. Um, I do not think this is a toy. I think we should hide this thing and if preferable... I would like to turn it over to Himiko. Completely. She can keep it safe. But us? Whoa. The Royal Cross wanted this. The Royal Cross will find it. Himiko can get it out of their hands. You know me. I'm not not one to say no to that fine uh, wizard, if you know what I mean. We are calling in a favor. We are... We are calling time, in a favor. And I am sorry. I did not mean for her to burn down that entire village with that fireball. It's not my fault that she could not handle a joke. Better Himiko has it than that cross. We are not going to make a pass at her again. We don't. Need, we need to get on that ship, right? Right now. I don't care what we have to bribe him with. Right. We need to put our clothes back on and get on the ship. This is not. But come on! I literally just got in the water. It's nice and warm. I want to. We soak. just looked into come time on. and space. Wing and splashes, Mitch. We just looked into time and space. Probably not a good time, time to take Worst time to take a bath, my friend. And they immediately just like put they... their boots back on, ready to. Ready to <sighs> fine, fine, whatever you say. As he gets up, getting dressed again, and <sighs> Bill gets out, gets dressed uh, in that like prudish way where you set up a towel to so no one can see you. <laughs> the water that splashed on uh, on Sorak. From from uh, Bill splashing his wing, he shakes it off dog style. Ah, you're getting it in my hair. You have no idea how it takes to get the wet dog smell out of my hair. You know prestidigitation. You know prestidigitation. And as he says, he goes, "All right, that's right." Snaps his fingers and he dries off completely. (laughs) So is everybody taking Sorok's advice and booking it for the ship? And I, uh, if. if yep. it's okay with everyone, uh, if you want to call it an episode there, we can come back next week with part two. That's perfectly fine by me. Because I know Sounds I know some me. of us have, have bedtimes. Yeah, some of us old fogies need to get some sleep, you know. <laughs> it's been a long couple days, yeah. I have been Bird, your great value Matt Mercer. Um, and I have been Mitch, your great value French man. <laughs> I've been Digi, your great value bird. Oh no. <laughs> I've been so I'm great value. <laughs>
We're gonna have to make this a running gag now. Just play vodka in general. Store brand Pip Bernadotte. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Roll for Weeb. We'll be back next week with another episode of 13 Yokai Gaiden. And hopefully pretty soon we'll actually be back on the mainline show. Um, and with any luck, we'll have triple back for Roll Pocto Kai. I know you've been missing it, I've been missing it. That's not true, I haven't caught up to the point where they're gone yet. So, thank you everybody, and good night. Uh, goodbye everyone, and remember to spade and neuter your pets. <laughs>